0: we're coming off yet another season of uncertainty a year if we're honest filled lots of us with fear we've allowed our eyes to drift and wander so God as we head into this year fill our eyes with wonder may we focus on the things that you care about not on our shoelaces remind us Of Hebrews 13 6 the Lord is my helper I will not fear what can man do to me so with Jesus interceding for us what can come against us when his joy comes new every morning what is left for sadness to claim if nothing can separate us from your love then what room does hatred have to take hold when you make known to us the path of life, how can we ever lose our way? If you uphold us with your righteous right hand, how can we be afraid of falling? God, we commit to lay our plans at your feet once again, for you know the plans you have for us. So as we go into this new year, we will focus on you, God, because what can man do Or our careers, our schools, our families, our thoughts, our doubts, our fears, our insecurities. What can any of these things do to us? Nothing. Because our trust, our faith, and our hope are in you, God.
1: Well, good morning. Let me welcome you to Crossroads. We're excited that you're here it's already been a crazy year, and we're only, what, nine days in? I mean, let me welcome also those that are joining, joining us online on Facebook Live. Again, we know lots of people are going to take advantage of that today because the weather is a little bit less than desirable. But again, that's one of the beautiful things about having the live stream. You can watch it either with us. Uh, Why it's actually happening, or you can watch it later in the day or later in the week. So let me encourage you, if you're in the auditorium, uh, or if you're sitting at home or in your office or at work or wherever you are, uh, if you will take a moment and share this off of our page onto your Facebook page. Again, it just helps us to get the life-changing message of Jesus Christ into the hearts and minds of other people throughout the week. So again, if you'll do that for me. And if you're watching, uh, leave us a comment below because we want to know who you are and that you are there. We can see some of you. I've already seen some of you because I was looking as I was standing backstage. What a difference two weeks makes. I mean, you think about it. Two weeks ago, we were here on December the 19th, and that was like the holiday was barreling down on us, and you had, like me, you had all kinds of things you needed to get done. And and what's really interesting is as Christmas barrels down on us, the voices outside of our heads that are telling us all the things that we need to hear. You know, you need to buy this, you need to do this. I've got this deal. Shop my store, shop online, do the, I mean, again, it's absolutely crazy how all the places and all the things that we love are trying to speak into us and to get us to do things uh, before Christmas, because again, they they want to get their fair share of your money and my money, because again, the window is just very, very small. And what's interesting is this, we're, we're hearing all that, we're, we're, seeing all of that, and then Christmas came, and and it's so odd because it's like in a span of of just a few hours, everything changes. Uh, Most of us had no idea, but you probably didn't even see it, but things were changing right in front of your very eyes because the people who were trying to lure you in to the mall or online or to get that very special Christmas deal, well, now the message that they're using is, good, but it's a different message. Instead of trying to to lure you in to find the best deal that you can get for Christmas, now now they're coming with a different message. And their message is to, to partner with us in their own way so that they can help us start off the new year right, but to do it in a better way. And honestly, when you think about marketers and companies, they're, they're actually pretty smart. They know that there's, there's just something about starting the year off right. And, and, and when you think about it, that's, that's what we want to do. I mean, all of us want to start the new year off right. So they changed their tune, and they started offering us different things. I mean, black-eyed peas. Uh, at a a special price so that we can start the good year the new year with good luck Uh, they began offering and telling us about uh, exercise equipment Uh, and they have this exercise equipment and how it's going to help us and improve our health and how if we if we'll buy this or if we'll join this Uh, We can start the new year off right. As a matter of fact, one of the companies that I saw this week has actually fixed it where you can sit right on your sofa. That's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? And and, and you can take your smartphone and you can scan the QR code that's actually there on the screen. And by scanning that code, you get all the information that you need to fill out and you can join Planet Fitness and it doesn't cost you anything. And then going forward, the price is like $10 a month. It's really cheap going forward. Now, now, j- just watch the TV this afternoon. You're going to start seeing uh, courses and books. They're going to help you get your finances in order. And many of you, let me tell you, that is exactly what you need to do. Getting your finances in order in 2022 is exactly what you need to do because during Christmas, you spent money you had didn't have to buy presents for people you don't even like. So one of the things that you need to do is you need to get your finances in order in 2022. Again, watch the TV this afternoon, and you're going to see that. But there are also people out there who want to help us uh, in 2022, and they want to help us with our relationships. They want to help us with our marriages. I mean, think about it. After virtually killing each other over the holidays with family stress, all the things we've had to endure the past couple of weeks— Now we can get our family relationships back in order and where they should be. It's just so amazing to me that that right in front of our faces, over the course of two weeks that we've been gone from crossroads, everything has changed. And everything is so different from the way that it was when we were here last. But even in the difference, there's truth. And the truth is that when one year ends and another year begins, it just seems like it's the perfect opportunity for us to take a moment and evaluate ourselves, and then after some self-evaluation, it's just natural that we should want to implement some change in our lives. The new year is just the right time to make a change that hopefully will result in something better for us personally in this new year. It's a great time to take a look at our health. It's a great time to consider do some, doing something about the way that we eat and the way that we exercise so that ultimately we step into 2022 and we have a better quality of life. The the start of a new year is, uh, again, it's another opportunity for you to sit down and look at your checkbook from 2021 and just realize how jacked up your finances actually were and do something about it. And it goes without saying that as one year ends and another year begins, we definitely should take some time and look at our relationships. Because again, nothing is more important than the relationships and the people that God has placed in our lives. And again, the start of the new year is a great opportunity for us to consider being more habitual and getting back in church. We need to be gathering with God's people. So with all that being said... I was thinking about something that really resonated with me during December because it it was during our Christmas series that we kind of did something different. We looked at the Christmas story and we did it for just three weeks, but we looked at the Christmas story and we looked at it through the, the filter of the serenity prayer. And again, most of you are very familiar with the serenity prayer. And again, I made you say it every week of that series. I'm not going to make you say it today. But again, especially if you've been in any kind of recovery uh, group, uh, if you participated in any kind of recovery, whether that's AA or you know just celebrate recovery, most of us are very familiar with the serenity prayer. And the serenity prayer goes like this. I'm going to put it up there, but you don't have to say it. It says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The wisdom to know the difference. And honestly, I'm going to tell you this morning that the message that, that probably resonated with me the most of those three messages was actually that third message, wisdom. The wisdom to know The difference. God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change because there are going to be things in my life that I cannot change. The courage to change the things that I can, but the wisdom to be able to know the difference. It was that third part of the serenity prayer that made me actually think. How can I start off 2022? How can I start off this new year alongside you guys here and you guys joining me online? And and, and as I looked at many of the things that I've just mentioned, relationships, money, health, exercise, and countless others, I thought... How could I help myself as well as help those that God has sent here to begin the new year? How could I help all of us get off on the right foot or at least let's do something together that will benefit all of us? So I sat down and I thought about the needs that I had. See, I'm going to tell you this because most of you have heard me say this before. If I can preach and speak to you from the stuff in my life, I'm going to get most of you. If if, if I can just speak and preach and teach from the things where I find myself, then I'm going to get you. And and that's what I did. I sat down and thought about the need that I had. The need that I had to start off 2022 right, that need was personal. And, And at the same time, I wanted to be able to help the people that are a part of Crossroads as well as those that join me online every week, whether that's listening to the audio or watching the video. And with that in mind, I began to think about some of the struggles that I've been going through. And let me tell you, not only my struggles, but I thought about some of the struggles that I've seen some of you go through over the past couple of years. And the more I looked and the more I thought about what everyone was going through, The more I realize that all of us, I don't care who you are, where you are, how much money you make, whether you're employed or unemployed, it doesn't matter. I realize that every one of us could use some help with some of the situations and the circumstances that we find ourselves in in our life. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I I need to help people start the year off right. And it's just not starting the year off right, but it's actually being able to live their life in a better way. I need to help people be smarter. I I need to help you be smarter and more skillful in whatever the conditions are that you're going to find yourself. And when I thought about that statement, living smarter, being more skillful, that's what made me go back to December and think about the word wisdom. Give me the wisdom to know the difference. And I can only think that that's the very reason why that third part of the serenity prayer resonated so deeply with me. Because, see, you're probably like me and, 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 and you've equated when somebody says wisdom, you think you, think you know what wisdom is. You, you, you're like me and you thought, well, wisdom is, is, is knowledge. When you hear somebody say wisdom, you're you're thinking about knowledge or you're thinking about information. And some of you would say, you know, when I talk about wisdom, I'm thinking about a degree. I'm thinking about, you know, a a degree. You've you've had your education and you've associated, you know, wisdom with your education. Some people will even tell you that when they think about wisdom, they they naturally start thinking of people. They start thinking about Elon Musk or, or Jeff Bezos. Uh, Again, they think about people like Warren Buffett. But see, when you talk about wisdom, that's not what biblical wisdom is really about. As a matter of fact, I want to give you a working definition for what I believe biblical wisdom actually is. And I'm going to put it up here, and you can screenshot it, or you can write it down, or you can put it in your, in your own, you know, whatever you have to write with if you want to write it down. Again, you're going to see it again this week on social media. But here's what I believe biblical wisdom is. And this is my opinion. This is not a, 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 a definition that's out there that I know of. Biblical wisdom is living skillfully In whatever the conditions are that you find yourself in, biblical wisdom is just living skillfully in whatever the condition is that you find yourself in. Think about it like this you can have a degree or you can have an education, you can be a master's in education or a master's in divinity. You can have lots of money, you can have lots of knowledge, but that isn't going to guarantee that you possess or that you are using wisdom. So as I began to set and think about how we wanted collectively to start 2022, the natural place for us to go was to the scripture. And the more we have thought exactly what Scripture we would use, I decided that the best place for us to begin this journey was to actually go to the book of Proverbs. And again, that's the very reason why hopefully some of you know this, because we've done something like this before. On the very first day of January, we started something that I call the 31 Day Challenge. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some, can somebody, can just one person say yes? Can one person say yes? Yes. Okay. Somebody knows. And again, you say, well, Randy, nobody told us about that ahead of time. Well, let me tell you, again, one of the ways that we communicate with you is either through Facebook or Instagram. We don't inundate you with a bunch of stuff, and we probably could do it even better than what we are doing. But one of the things that we said was, hey, on the last couple of days of December, we said, starting January the 1st, we're going to start something called the 31-Day Challenge. And again... One of the reasons why you need to follow us on Instagram or Facebook is so that you know these things. You don't have to get on there and argue about mask or no mask or Republicans or Democrats. You don't have to do that. But know what's happening in your church. And for those of you that may not have started or may not have known about our 31-day challenge, let me give you some insight in what we're asking you to do. The challenge is really about asking you every day, To go to the book of Proverbs and read one chapter. That's all you have to do. And you just incorporate that in your devotional time. You just incorporate that in your quiet time. And if you're not doing a quiet time, well, this gives you that opportunity, new year, to start that kind of thing. And to incorporate that kind of thing into your life. It's so easy. And let me tell you why it's so easy. Because there are 31 days in the month of January. And there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So it works out perfectly. It's not rocket science. I mean, it's absolutely so simple. You read one chapter each day. And look what you will have accomplished in one month. At the end of one month, you will have read the entire book of Proverbs. And if you want to get aggressive, let me tell you what else you can do. Add to that five Psalms every day with that one chapter of Proverbs, and you'll also have read through the Psalms. And for those of you that may not know, Proverbs is one of those books of the scripture of the Bible that is known as the book of wisdom. It's a wisdom book. And we're going to be talking about that a lot more in the upcoming weeks. So if you started the 31 day challenge on January the 1st, today you should be in chapter nine of Proverbs. You would already have read chapters one through eight. And today you're reading chapter nine. And if maybe you're new to reading the Bible Maybe you think, you know what, the Bible is hard for me to understand, and it's hard for me to kind of incorporate and figure out so that I can get it active in my life. Here's what I would tell you to do. Get you a translation of the Bible that's easy to read. NIV. I know I'm going to be seen by people as a heretic, but again, I'm just going to say this, get you the message or the voice, which is a paraphrase, but it's going to be able to be, read very easily, and it's very understandable. The message, the voice, the NIV. But again, get something that you can read and something that you can understand. But here's something that's really interesting about what's already happened over these first few days of this year, even though we haven't been here. I've already started to hear from you. The very first day I started to hear from some of you, as you were taking time to read the book of Proverbs, and some of you actually took a moment and, and maybe wrote something in your Bible or you highlighted it and you took a picture and you sent it to me. You had the book of Proverbs open and, and, and you were already getting those little nuggets of, of wisdom that maybe you didn't know anything about or maybe something that you knew about sometime back, but for whatever reason, you kind of let that little nugget of wisdom slip away. So, during the month of January and into February, we're going to be on this journey as we follow the yellow brick road. Let's go. Follow the yellow brick road. See, I, I, just, I love the Wizard of Oz. I actually, I actually, that's kind of where I got it because I watched it over Christmas. I mean, a, again, because again, when I look at the, at the yellow brick road, it just, it just reminds me of, 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 of looking for a better life looking for wisdom, looking for those little nuggets, and that's where we're going to be the next six weeks or so. I, I, I don't think this series could come at a more important time because based on what I'm hearing from many of you and, and what I've just heard in general conversations with people out there in public, many of you would tell me that, you know what, Randy, I'm at the end of my rope when it comes to the situations that I'm finding myself in. You're desperately looking for something that will help you to navigate a situation or navigate a circumstance that you currently have going on in your life. You are desperately looking for something that will help you and give you the direction. And this is the very reason why I will tell you that biblical, not just wisdom, listen to me, Biblical wisdom. This is the reason why biblical wisdom is so important. Because remember what biblical wisdom is. It's living skillfully in whatever conditions or circumstances that you may find yourself in. And here's what I want you to hear me say. Your circumstances and your situations are going to be different from my situations. But wisdom, biblical wisdom, can help both of us do a better job of living our lives here on earth regardless of how different our situations and circumstances may be. And one of the last places we think to look when it comes to how to live our lives, it's the Bible. I mean, we we want to hear from Doctor Phil. We want to hear from Doctor Oz. We want to hear from what's her name, Susie Orman, some kind of guru. That's who we want to hear for. That, that who we want to hear from, and that's who we want to speak into our life, life. And today you may be here, and you may be like a lot of people, and you may think, well, Randy, I, the reason I go to, to Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz or, or Oprah or whoever it is that's out there is because I don't think the Bible really, you know, it, it doesn't really speak to my life. It's just kind of irrelevant to, to, to the things and the situations and circumstances that I have going on in my life. But the truth is that the Bible, the Scripture, is all about helping you and me live our lives on this earth. That's what the Scripture is. The Scripture has been given to me as a tool to help me live my life while I'm on this earth. And yes, yes, don't, don't misunderstand me. Yes, the, the, the Scripture is also about saving people and getting people right with God and making sure that people get to heaven. But the Scripture is equally as concerned with helping me live my life here on this earth and it should be the first place that we look when we look at our lives and see that things aren't going right. Naturally, the thing that we should go to is the Scripture, Because Scripture should be the very first place that you look for when you need direction. It's the very first place that you look to when there's something in your life that isn't right. As a matter of fact, there was a prayer that Jesus prayed And I'm sure that most of you are going to remember that little part of this prayer because it it was in that prayer that Jesus prayed on earth as it is in heaven. And biblical wisdom. Wisdom is a biblical term for this on earth as it is in heaven everyday kind of living. That's what wisdom really is. Again, it's living skillfully in the conditions in which we find ourselves. So today, if you're here in the audience, today, if you're joining us online, watching us on Facebook Live, or you're listening to the audio version of today's message, and you're one of those people, like most people, who have made a resolution to start 2022 off by doing something in your life, Maybe you've already said, you know, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna tell you the good Lord helped you lose weight over the last several weeks because the last several days because everything was closed. Am I right? There was no place to get anything to eat. Maybe you said, you know what, I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna be healthy. Maybe you said, you know what, I'm gonna get my finances in order. Or maybe you're working on your relationships, maybe you're working on your marriage. Maybe you've said, you know what, I'm going to make getting back into church on a regular basis something that I'm going to strive for in 2022. So if you've made a commitment to do something in your life, I want to encourage you to continue to do that. But I also want to add something to the way that you're starting off the new year. I want you to join me as I personally try to start this year off in a new and different way. Because over the next six weeks, I'm going to be looking for wisdom. And I'm not going to do that just by participating in the 31-day challenge. That's just not the end of it. It's not just participating. It's not just reading one chapter of the book of Proverbs a day. That's not all of it. I'm going to read one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day, and then on Sundays, I'm going to come together with you and look at specific things that I think the book of Proverbs is trying to tell me and you when it comes to the subject of wisdom. So today, if you're here and you say, Randy, I didn't know anything about the 31-day challenge, and you didn't read the first nine chapters, it's okay. You can pick up tomorrow, chapter 10. Or you can go back and catch up. Because I'm going to tell you, today is just the introduction. I'm just laying the groundwork for this series this morning. And can I also say this? This is the shortest message of all seven. So just enjoy that. But we're really going to go in deep next week. Knowing that some people would, you know, it's really funny because... I told people, Thursday, I know you people. I know you like the back of my hand. And you know what's really interesting is this. When it started snowing on Thursday, many of, I don't want to say many of you, but some of you said, oh, well, we can't go to church now. (laughs) I mean, you made a decision on Thursday, and you didn't even know what was going to happen And so we know that people just, it just takes them a week or two to get going. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to introduce the series this week. And and knowing that you're here and that you're here for the introduction, you're going to have a little more information than somebody that shows up next week. But again, I knew better than to start diving deep today. But by being here today, you're going to get a little more information that I think will help you as we teach through some of the wisdom that is contained in the book of Proverbs. Now, again, if you know anything about the book of Proverbs, then you know that many people attribute most of what is found in Proverbs to a guy by the name of Solomon. And I mentioned him in that last message of our Christmas series. Solomon was the son of somebody that you and I know very well. Solomon was the son of David, David and Goliath. David king of Israel that's who Solomon was Solomon would have been born around 974 BC and he was installed as the king of Israel by his father David just before he died but here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize when Solomon was installed as king he was 12 years old I mean, think about that, 12 years old. Can you imagine being installed as the king of Israel and being only 12 years old? I didn't even have hair under my arms when I was 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, I mean what business does a kid have being as the king of Israel? What could a kid who was 12 years old know about actually being a king? And how was he going to function as a king? See, I think it's natural for us to look from the outside in and to ask those questions because anybody would ask, How can a 12 year old lead the nation of Israel as their king? But there's something very interesting that is recorded in Scripture, and it's recorded about Solomon. And I have to believe that this is the perfect place to to set this up or to pick up. Uh, This is the place really that we want to start as we introduce this series. And it's going to be 1 Kings chapter 3 and beginning at verse 5. Here's what it says. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. What if God came to you tonight? What if God appeared to you in a dream today or tonight or tomorrow or sometime this week between now and the next message and said, Ask me whatever it is that you would like? Because that's what's happened to Solomon. God has appeared to Solomon in a dream and he has asked, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. And Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son, that's Solomon, that's who's talking here, to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord my God. You have made your servant king in place of my father David. But look at what Solomon says. I mean, this just it blows my mind. He says, but I am only a little child. And I do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people too numerous to count or to number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish, distinguish between right and wrong for who is able to govern this great people of yours. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart. So that there will never have been anyone like you. Now listen to this. There will never have been anyone like Solomon, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David, your father, did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke. And he realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem, stood before the ark of the Lord's covenant and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then he gave a feast. For all in his court. Now think about this. Y- you've got a kid here who's 12 years old. And he has the opportunity to ask God for anything. And he doesn't ask God to make him an influencer on social media. He doesn't ask God to give him the the latest and the greatest iPhone. But a 12-year-old kid asks God for wisdom. And not only did God give him what he asked for. Oh, this will preach right here. But God also gave him what he didn't ask for. God told him that since he didn't ask for riches and a long life, that he, Solomon, would have more riches and more knowledge and more wisdom and more wealth and more honor than any other king before him or more than any other king that would ever come after him. And see, here's the thing I want you to pick up. I want you to pick up because I'm going to drop this right in front of you. If we take Solomon's wealth from thousands of years ago and we take it and bring it into 2022, scholars tell us that he would not be a billionaire, but Solomon would have been a trillionaire. That's how wealthy God had made him. He asked for wisdom. And God delivered that wisdom to Solomon. But he delivered so much more. You see, here's the thing I want you to understand. Solomon was so wise that leaders from around the world would seek Solomon out so that they could hear his wisdom. They were willing to pay Solomon for the wisdom that he had to be able to listen to the things that he had to say. And that, my friends, is the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is the place that the wisdom of Solomon has been recorded. Now think about this, Just, 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 just everything out of your mind. Think about where Solomon was. And you think about what I said the the biblical definition of wisdom is. You can see that it fits. It fits right where Solomon found himself. He's a 12-year-old kid who has been installed as the king. He needed to deal with the situation at hand, which was being the king of Israel. And the only way that he could do that was to ask God for wisdom. So here's your question. I already said it once, but I'm going to say it again. If God was to come to you tonight and ask you, what is the thing that you would want? You can have anything that you want. What what, what would be the thing that you would ask God for? You know what I know some of you would ask for? A new house, a new car. You know what some of you would start asking? For God to kill the person that works at the credit card company that keeps calling you telling you you're behind on your bill. I can pretty much guarantee you that if God came to you and said tonight, ask for anything, you know what most of us would ask for? We would ask God to take away a problem. Pay off a bill. Give me a better marriage. Give me better friendships. Give me a better job. Whatever. See, the chances are this. If God asks you what's the one thing you want, like he asked Solomon, chances are you would not ask, God, give me insight, God, give me understanding. God, give me wisdom. You wouldn't ask for the things that you need to navigate through the place that you find yourself. And the reason is simply this. You and I tend to look for the easy way out. We don't ask God to help us get through the situation. We ask God to take the situation away. So that's why this series is so important. Because I'm going to touch on health, relationships, finances. I've got five or six different things that I think Proverbs speaks to that will help you and to help me start 2022 off in the right way. Because I think we can find wisdom within the book of Proverbs that will help us deal with the situations and the circumstances in which we find ourselves. So I'm going to ask you to be here the next six weeks, seven counting today, as we dive into the book of Proverbs, as we follow the yellow brick road, looking for those little nuggets of wisdom that help us to live skillfully right where we find ourselves. Again, I'm going to say this one more time. God's probably not going to take the problem away that you want taken away. But God will give you the things that you need to navigate through that problem or that situation or that circumstance. Would you bow your heads and pray with me, please? God it's so good to be back in your house with your people and God in your word looking and dissecting and and trying to become better followers of Jesus and God we're so like each other in that we always are looking for the easy way out While at the same time, God, you've given us the scripture to be our guide. It's it's that guide for that on earth as it is in heaven kind of life. The things that we need are there. The tools are there. We just have to take those and we have to incorporate those into our life. So, God, this morning we're asking you to continue to speak to us To allow the wisdom that is found in the book of Proverbs to just infiltrate every part of our being. Because we want to be the people that you have called us to be. And we thank you for Jesus. For it's all found in him. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. As we follow him into this new year. Do God what only you can as we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: In Christ alone, my hope is found And He is my light, my strength, my song This cornerstone, this solid ground And firm through the fiercest drowned. And storm. What heights of love! What depths of peace! When fears are stilled, when striving has lost its grip on
1: yourself in a different place than I'm gonna find myself. But I'm gonna tell you there's wisdom that you need found in the book of Proverbs. So grab your family and be here next week. Grab a friend and be